Welcome back to the Falcon Fast Lane Road Trip, an extended conversation from our Falcon Fast Lane commute. We want to continue the conversation with a much beloved teacher at Livingston Christian Schools, our very own Chef Dave Del Corvo. Chef continues his conversation with Pastor Maven on making the connection between culinary arts, influencing students, and how Jesus Christ laces through all of that. Let's join the conversation. When Ted asked me, like, how do we, how do we make the lunch program better? I, I feel like you know I could teach a culinary arts class, and oh, man, I love that benefits the yeah. lunch program. And so talk talk to us about how that does benefit the the lunch program as you guys have it set up now. So instead of buying pre made, pre packaged foods, I have the kids making cookies from scratch and brownies and oh my gosh uh you know they're cutting up the cantaloupe yeah. and they're learning all kinds of things that they just wouldn't have an opportunity um if i didn't have the lunch program right and then if i didn't serve my church and have yeah. a brunch tomorrow or another event yeah um, then it gives them more opportunities to learn and so i don't know if you've thought about this like this before but like you now have stepped into the role as mentor with these students because what you've done or what you are doing is you are taking them from ramen noodles and hot dogs to, Hey, I could actually cook something. Yeah. Which is mind blowing to some people. Yeah. So for like my sons, we have, we have six sons and not all of them are in the home now, but I grew up with, parents who cooked and you know they weren't afraid to you know they weren't trained but they weren't afraid to experiment with some things and so you just you pick up on stuff because you're in the kitchen helping and so my sons now will be like dad where'd you learn to cook how'd you learn to cut without cutting your fingers off you know type (laughs) of thing and and my my answer a lot of times is I don't, I don't really know. Like I watched my mom do it or I watched my dad do it or, or my grandma do it. Now you've got, you've got these students 10, 12, 14, 15 at a time that you are intentionally training on how to do this, which to me is super cool because that is a non-traditional classroom. Yeah. And it's a non-traditional classroom that you are, because I hear the students talk, man, like they are really developing some passion for being in there. So last week, and maybe you're going to talk about this, but last week there was something served for lunch that one of your students kind of came up with. Oh, yeah. That's their final exam. They have to design a menu item that we're going to sell at, yes. at school, and, and they have to market it Okay, because the amount of lunch sales they develop gives them a better grade. It's part of the overall grade, and I have it laid out in their syllabus. And so cool. Right. Right, yeah. So last week, I don't, I know what some of the ingredients were in it because I heard them talking. Uh, it was one of your students and they had, uh, I know that there was like a Dorito crust yeah, or Dorito, Dorito topping. Casserole. Is that what it's called? Dorito yeah. casserole? Yep. I heard good things about it. I didn't, I didn't have it myself, but I heard good things about it. It was really good. Was yep. it really? Yep. So the, the traditional recipe called for ground beef and then like a, a chip dip, a bean dip. Okay. But you know, I made the bean dip from scratch and made, you know, from raw, uh, dry beans. Okay. So I walked him through that process. I'm like, here's what we're going to do. And, and we're going to make taco meat. So it's going to have a little more seasoning than just ground beef. And we put it together using his recipe and what I know about cooking. And and he's like, this is, this is going to taste really good. He's excited, you know, and it was, uh, it was good. It was tasty. So how many years now have you taught the class here? 
This is this is second year. Yeah. So are the students surprised to find out how many skills they actually need to in order to be successful in that class? Like you've got to know math. Oh yeah. You've got to you've got to have some you've got to have some people skills. Yeah. You've got to have some you've got to have some memory. You've got to have some dexterity in your hands. Mm-hmm. You're on your feet all the time. So you got to have some like you've got to have some physical stamina. Yeah. So all of these things are coming together and we're another part that we're going to I'm going to ask you a specific question about, but creativity. Yeah. So that puts the art in culinary arts. Right. And are the students surprised at kind of pulling all of these things together? I don't I don't know. We haven't like had an overall discussion like that because basically from the get go, when they walk in the door, they're selecting, you guys are running and gunning, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. not unlike a regular restaurant, right? Yeah. Th- that's how I treat them. I say, okay, I'm, I'm your chef. You're my cooks. If you're standing around, that's going to reflect on your grade. If you're, <laughs> if you're talking instead of working, that's going to reflect on your grade. Like that's how we're going to run this. Love it. And it gives them that sense of like, this is real. Like this is, I, I need a work ethic yeah. to be in this classroom. Yeah, absolutely. So. And it's interesting. Again, I love that non-traditional aspect because so like in my classes, I do give assignments, but uh, I think for, for how I teach, like my students glean more from more of a discussion oriented. So that's, that's how we set up the class. But same thing, like if you are not involved in the discussion when you need to be involved, like when I call on you and you're like, what are we talking about? Like that's <laughs> going to reflect in your grade. Right. So in order to be successful, you've got to be engaged. And it sounds like that's the exact same elements that are involved in the culinary arts class. Yeah. And there's opportunity for everybody to be engaged all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And typically in class, I'll have some recipe driven items where they can just look up a recipe and read it and then they can ask me questions. Okay. A, a lot of times the recipe is just in my head. So yeah. They have to like pick my brain. I'll say, yeah. okay, get this, this, this. We're going to season with these things, gather these, and oh, how much? And then they're writing down, they're creating a recipe. Perfect. So then they have to write down, okay, I need a teaspoon of oregano. I need a tablespoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of black pepper. And so are you finding like else. when they come, do, do they have an awareness of? these measuring tools like the do they know the difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon yeah they're getting there okay and and then that's kind of a learn as we go sort of thing instead of having a piece of paper in front of them they have to memorize i just say okay so this recipe calls for three teaspoons but that's also just one One tablespoon tablespoon, right yeah Yeah. so so those kind of little tricks i do have a sheet of paper that they could glance at okay but mostly it's just in my head yeah 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 share it as we go and yeah. So how about knife skills? I have not had any cuts. Yes. And that's got to be from God. <laughs> Honestly, the kids were saying something. You know, like, Nobody's ever cut themselves in this class. How is this even happening? So right away when we get in the classroom, um, first day, first week, it, until I'm comfortable with them handling a knife, that's all they're going to do. Gotcha. So it, they're going to learn how to cut a carrot, an onion, celery, mm-hmm. And then instead of just cutting stuff up to throw away, I'll freeze it. We'll make some soup out of it or something later, right? But until I feel like that student's ready to move on to something else, I won't give them another recipe. Mm. But then when I've had repeat students that have come back and maybe had the class last year or 
and I know that they already have that training. Gotcha. And I show them how to hold their hand and keep their fingers tucked and just the way I learned in culinary school. Yep. You know? So then when I see that it's not going right, I reiterate, this is how you want to hold your hand. And we'll start with cut gloves too. Okay. So I put cut, cut gloves underneath a, you know, a food glove yeah. just in case there's something that happens. Sure. Nothing. Sure. So far, so good. I love it. Yeah. So uh, part of what I do in my other job is, so we work with scalpels and needles. Huh. And <clears throat> when when you're trained with a needle, <clears throat> they tell us to always treat it like a loaded gun. Oh. So you're not walking around with an open needle, you know, uh, with the possibility of sticking somebody, you know, that's bad news. <laughs> Scalpel, that's bad news. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear you say cut gloves because at one point where we were using scalpels a lot, um, there were some people who were having issues with, with cutting themselves Jeez. because you're involved. <clears throat> you're you're at times using the scalpel where you can't necessarily see where you're cutting, so you have to do it by feel. Oh, wow. And people were wearing those uh, sterile cut gloves, and they're amazing. But at the same time, you're developing confidence, which it sounds like your students are as well. If you have these second-year students that are coming back and they have these skills and now they they have confidence and they have your confidence, now you're releasing them with a little bit more responsibility to, to do these things. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they are – we haven't gotten to the point, but I, I would really like to see some kids doing some big desserts like – over the top kind of stuff, you know, so, so we can sell whole cakes and, and, uh, of that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did a super cool talk about raising money. You guys did a super cool fundraiser at, at, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Valentine's day. Yeah. The kids did all that. Amazing. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Sure. Um, we did a, a stuffed chicken, but it was wrapped in puff pastry dough. And because I can, we shaped it like a heart and, uh, and so it was heart shaped, uh, chicken Wellington. And then, uh, instead of a traditional Wellington stuffing, I thought a tomato kind of a concasse would go better than the mushrooms and more people would like it. So we did that and I had a blush sauce. So like a creamy tomato. So it was pink. And, uh, then we had green beans, which fresh, you know, and they steam those and it was so good. We got four of them. They were, <laughs> they were so good. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> every time I ate one, I was like, our students made this yes. like, and it almost made it taste better. Yeah. Talk about the dessert. Cause the dirt dessert. Okay. Oh yeah. My gosh. Chocolate ganache tort. Um, so we baked whole sheet trays and then we cut with a huge cookie cutter, the heart shaped cookie cutter into, uh, two different sizes. And then we stacked and poured this melted ganache all over the top. And then I had them all smoothing it out as it set up. Cause when it gets cold, it sets and, uh, and then garnished with a chocolate covered strawberry. It was, uh, it's pretty decadent. So just before we started, we were talking about presentation, right? And how important that is. Yeah. So like when you said that you want to get to the point where there's some over the top desserts, like that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's like kind of stuff. I'm talking it tasted about. so it tasted good on its own, but to be eating this and thinking, Hey man, some of the, some of the kids at school, like they had their hands on this and helped create this. It was yeah. amazing. Thank you. So talk about how this place is a little bit different to work in than maybe some other places that you have. <laughs> what, what are some, what are some uniquenesses about Livingston Christian? Well, 
the quality of student, for one thing. I, I did teach culinary arts at a, uh, a tech center in, in, uh, in the past, and um, a lot of the school districts, it was coming from all over Oakland County, they would send their special needs kids. Okay. Um, so there were times when, you know, we had really, really hyper kids that weren't doing well in school. So they shipped them off to the tech center and they're like, well, just put them in culinary. And we had like, what in the world? 50 to, I, I had a kid that was legally blind and I had to train him how to cut carrots. It was nerve wracking to say the least. Oh, um, I'm sitting here with my mouth open. That is, uh, yeah. What? So our kids here, you know, like I said, you know, I do knife training for a, a week at most. And okay. they're like, they can pick go. it up and just go with it. huh? Right. Yeah. And, and the smaller class size really uh, helps me to work. Gotcha. I, I'm able to spread myself just thin enough to, sure. to get around to everyone, answer all the questions, yeah. make sure that you didn't have 50 or 60 right. students at once. No, well, we oh, had yeah, five teachers too. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. There were blocks of like, um, so fifty, fifty to seventy. Jamie, students. Christmas, wow, and big kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so quality students is is different. Yeah. What yeah. else is different about the environment here? Um, well, there's a little bit less uh, carrying on. <laughs> It, the kids you are all like so, family here. So, you said that so diplomatically. Well, really, like one of my students last semester, he's like, Chef Dave, I can't date any of these girls. I've known them since I was in kindergarten. They're all like my sisters. Like, <laughs> I have to go out and find someone somewhere else. So there's that that family I love that. aspect of it that really you don't have to worry that much about them flirting with each other and right. carrying on. So, right. Right. Damn. Wow. Which you've probably seen a little bit in the past here and there. Oh, yeah. In some of your work environments. Yeah. And at the, like the other school, too, there was a union and they were um, very aware that young ladies might misconstrue mm. a bump. Gotcha. And here it's just like, yeah, tiny little kitchen. We're right. all in there together. It's right. fine. Right. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, we have great students here. I love it. You had mentioned this word before, and I just want to put a little more skin on it, if you will, but mm -hmm. how important is it to have a good work ethic in this field? Uh, that's only if you want to be successful. Like, that's literally <laughs> that's make it. or break, right? I mean, yeah. 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 And I, I feel like some of the kids get that. Like, they might not be the best cook in the world, but they're going to stay after and clean dishes and make sure the counters look good. Because nice. I told them, you know, this yeah. is all part of your grade. Yeah. And if I'm cleaning up after you, then yeah. that's going to suffer. Right. You know, you're right. The sanitation part of your grade. So, so you're conveying that verbally to the students. Oh yeah. And on the syllabus and on the syllabus. Yeah. So they have an understanding of that. And they also are like, they're, they're viewing that in how your work, cause you're in there, you're in there working with them nonstop the whole time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're able to witness, Hey, chef Dave's busting his rear. We need to. Sure. Yeah, and if I catch them, I'll just say, you're slacking. Like, you're a slacker right now, so yeah. get to work. Right. And that's usually pretty what responsive. I have to say. To, <laughs> man, I love it. Yeah. So two years, uh, have you had anybody that's expressed any interest in pursuing this outside of, uh, of Livingston Christian so far? I've got a guy right now that I think would branch into culinary. Um, I'm not positive. Okay. Uh, 
but he, uh, John shows a lot of excitement about love cooking. It. He just loves it. How do you, how do you encourage somebody that maybe has that spark? Um, well, I'm honest with them and the, there are very real struggles, uh, in the industry and late nights and, yeah. you know, I, I'm not dissuading, but sure. I just want them to be prepared. Like it's, it's nothing to mess around with. It's yeah. a, it's a hard career and you're going to work. I, and that's another thing I told them when they asked me about my own restaurant. I was like, if I'm re- retired and I get to go and eat at my own restaurant, right? That's a different thing. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, a lot of work. There seems like there is this allure, and again, it's probably because of the advent of like the Food Network, mm-hmm. and you see these restaurants, these successful restaurants. But like, there is incredible turnover in that industry. I mean, even even if going down Main Street in Brighton. Yeah. Like over the past two years, how many different restaurant fronts have we seen? Like I just saw one today and they're getting ready to open. It's called the sidecar. Oh, like I have no idea what, what that's going to be. It'll probably be pretty cool. But again, like the success of those things rise and fall, obviously on rears in the seats, you know, and you know, as you maybe watch a movie like Ratatouille and you, (laughs) and you look at like how important, like getting a good review from a food critic is. Yeah, like these are all things, but these things, these things rise or fall on the work ethic of the owner. Yeah, and getting a good staff. Yeah, and training that staff, the commitment of that staff, and then the execution of that plan on a regular basis. Yeah, and it's always from the top down. So, if your head chef is sitting in the office, mm-hmm. it just reflects. Whoa. And then it's going to be the quality of the food goes down, you know, it, but if your head chef is on the line when it's busy showing that he cares like Perry, right. Then he's getting it done and there's good food. There's good reviews. There's always that. And, and then the, the cooks know that just because, you know, it's not busy enough for the chef to be here. Yeah. I got to hold that standard. Right. I got to have the best. Wow. So, wow. So we're going to kind of get a little bit philosophical here. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is the best way that you have found to creatively include your passion for food and your passion for Christ with, with the students here? Uh, um, well, we haven't had the opportunity this semester, but I'm always encouraging um, if your church needs a mission. If you know of someone that uh, is having a hard time, needs some meals at home, uh, a, a meal train, like let's do it. Let, let's wow. use what we're doing here yeah. to serve others. And and I mean, that's 100% how I serve my God. And so that's the, the kind of atmosphere I wanted to create. So we, um, last year we got to go to a a local teen mission in, in Howell. Okay. And they weren't accepting meals this year, but. Okay. Because of COVID. Yeah. So I got the kids involved. We made food for that. Um, they were supposed to come with me. We were going to drive out and deliver it. Yeah. But, um, one of my daughters ended up getting sick. So I ended up having to take it in after school on my own, but. Okay. Um. See, that's awesome. Like, just listen to you talk. I'm thinking way back to Isaiah. And, you know, he has that encounter with God in Isaiah uh, uh, chapter 6. And at the end of that, 
Isaiah's words to God are, here am I, send me. You know, based on how God had equipped Isaiah. But in the end, it still comes down to, all right, God, here I am, use me. So he's obviously given you a unique gift mix. He's given you a unique set of skills. But what undergirds that and what threads that together is, God, there's a need. Let me help meet it. Yeah. And I love that because, in a way, you're uniquely qualified for that. Uh, but what undergirds you, uh, Chef Dave, is like this servant mindset, which I absolutely love. Thank you. I absolutely love that. So some say that every person can be an artist. And I actually I got this uh, from a movie, and it wouldn't do any good to, to say the movie because my students say that I watch movies that they never watch. Huh. Man on Fire by Denzel Washington. Uh, I think I've seen that. It's been a while. So we're kind of we're it's, we're we're closer to the same generation than I am with my students. Yes. So they're like, Mr. Maven, you say these movies, we feel like you're the guy that goes to Walmart and buys the seven ninety nine DVDs. And I'm like, yeah, that is me. So three ninety nine. Seven ninety nine is kind of expensive. Is that what they cost now? It's just ridiculous. I know, right? But so your art form is food. How do you connect? Because you said this already before. How do you connect creativity and conceiving a particular dish? With being a form of beauty that might honor God. Oh, um, oh, that's a toughie. I uh, I hate to go back to the servant, but... Go back to it. Um, really, uh, everything I create is f- for the enjoyment of others. Yeah. And I get a total rise out of it. You know, every time someone thanks me or just... Uh, it has a smile on their face while they're looking at a certain salad, you know, the presentation of a, a cheese and cracker tray, you know, yeah. like there's when you, I mean, you really care about what you're doing and how it looks. And, uh, there's a lot of pleasure that comes out of that personally. And I think that's from God. Wow. I, I do. Because I would hundred percent concur because I think when there's joy in something like it changes everything about our approach. And if joy can change our approach, then like you just see, you have the opportunity to see God in a fresh and a unique way. So we started with how we met and I want to wrap up with, with the same event that that I met you at. And, um, I did, I didn't, like I knew your name, but I didn't know who you were because I I hadn't started. It was in August, right? Ditto. So I hadn't yet started teaching at the school, right? So they're like, "Yeah, that's Mr. Del Corvo. He teaches culinary arts at Livingston Christian." I'm like, "Fantastic!" <laughs> so uh, I had made mention of just how I was going for seconds, and I had made mention of just how good the steak was. Thank you. And and it was this. It was so hard to describe because in this and this sounds counterintuitive, but there was there was this humble pride that you had and and this is what you said you go did you did you try the steak sauce because that's like i made that myself and i'm like heck yes i tried the steak sauce i put it over everything but it was like this humble pride like you had created this thing yeah you know it wasn't a one right it was so much better but you know when when i had approached you and thanked you for the meal because it was so delicious like there was this look of satisfaction on your face, right? I, I would have told you step by step exactly what I did if 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 oh. I knew you just a little better. I've been like, okay, I I took the steak and I seared it as hot as I could, oh. seasoned it really well first, and 
and you were you were running juices, and I mean you were one man yeah. show that night and there right. was probably there was probably twenty five of us there. Yeah. Well, I mean maybe more, but we can't wasn't yeah. completely overwhelmed, but I mean you weren't you weren't standing around like no. you know, you were making sure that all the chafing dishes were full and stuff and so like over the years being involved in ministry, you you I've kind of developed this eye for you know, when I see that people are working hard, especially at an event like that. Um, but it was like that made the meal, and I'm not, this is honest, that made the meal taste all the better that you were, that you were proud of what you had done, you know? And that's why I added this last question because as I've got to know you a little bit, like I totally see that that is, that's your ministry. Your ministry is not just quality food because, and that happens, that happens here on a weekly basis, but it is you really seeing this as your service to God. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just really, really realized, uh, recently that this is a ministry for me and it's, uh, it's cool. It's huge. It's cool how God works. Because bottom line, Jeff, you know this, and you know you've been in the food industry long enough to know now. And I love that you. I love that you talked about Perry a couple of times because you have maintained something with Perry, and that's a relationship. Yep. And you know, discipleship, whether or not you think it's particularly happening in the kitchen or not, discipleship is nothing more, nothing less than a spiritual relationship. So maybe in other venues, you guys are chattering about something that, you know, doesn't have anything to do with God. But now in this environment here, you may not be having a Bible study while you guys are food prepping, but you also may be talking about, well, you talked about this other student about, hey, you're talking about life. Yeah. I can't really date anybody here because I've known them since kindergarten, <laughs> right? Like, right? Like that's life. And like you are, you are giving part of yourself via influence to these students. And to have a person who loves Jesus, loves his wife, loves his daughters so much so that you really saw how important it was to lead your family as the head of the family, which I think is, wow, it's so unique. Not not from that perspective. Yeah, maybe it is unique from that perspective, unfortunately, because yeah. I think if we had more men who took that responsibility more seriously, we would have a different set of challenges in our culture today. Yeah, But you add something, Chef, that is that I think is even more unique in that you're a stay-at-home dad, which I think is super cool. Thanks. Because you have a unique opportunity that maybe not a lot of men do to influence your daughters in a unique way. Yep. Because you're the one that gets to bring them to school. You're the one that gets to take them home when they're not feeling well and, and you know, go to the appointments and stuff. Uh, but all the while maintaining that leadership in your home. Yeah, pretty much any guy I would mention, like, what do you do? I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad. They're like, oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> I, and they might think so, but yeah, it, it's it, challenging. It's a lot of work. I got three girls. There's yeah. a lot of emotions. <laughs> I'm not wired that way, but... You're getting wired that way, though. Right. <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd be in the position, and God knew. Yeah, yeah, he did. He prepared me. Yeah, he did. Yep. And continues to. Yeah. Chef, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation me today. Too. I love that uh, you are part of Livingston Christian School. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, just thanks. Thanks for having me. It was fun. 
This has been uh, not just a unique time today, but I think the ministry that you offer to Livingston Christian is something unique. And I think that it, not unlike a good homemade steak sauce that just adds savor to a main dish, uh, we'll just we'll we'll use this metaphor out on this podcast. So we've got a good main dish here at Livingston Christian. We've got a good solid core mission. We continue to assemble a staff that is of like mind that each one is beginning to develop uh, a knowledge of the unique role that they play. And you play a unique role here that I don't ever want people to underestimate because in the non-traditional way that you're helping to train our students, one of the things that I think lacks in a lot of education today is life skills. And you are helping to create those life skills. So you're intentional about teaching them how to learn, you know, the nuances of of meal prep. But you also are having these discussions with them. You're having this intentional influence. You want to help create this work ethic. And what we are helping to produce is students who are going to be able to go and to influence this world in a super unique way. And... That's the steak sauce. <laughs> that is. That's the steak sauce because that's what makes this place so unique. There's not, you know, you mentioned the cookie cutter that you guys made the ganache for the. Yeah. Uh, so we're not producing. We don't have a cookie cutter for students here. Like we are producing unique students. Each one of them are so unique. Not unlike these creative dishes that you make that people enjoy. And thanks for your fingerprints on these uh, on these students as we are kind of releasing them. Like we're we're in the middle of May. The student uh, seniors have seven more school days, and then that's another crop that we're we're releasing into the world, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're going to go into colleges. They're going to go into the workplace. They're going to go into the military, and each one of them is going. People are going to taste Livingston Christian School by how they interact with these kids. So they're representatives of Jesus Christ, but along the way, we've been able to season them, so to speak. So this is a cool place. It's a cool place. We get to work with cool people. And uh, you know the old adage, if uh, if you like what you do, it's not work. It's true. So it's a really cool ministry that we're a part of here, and I, and I I'm don't even grateful. know what I get paid. <laughs> Me, either. honestly, <laughs> Me either. <laughs> there's there's no discussion. I don't I know, even right? care. You're just like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I get <laughs> I get paid to do this. <laughs> we just show up and we love what we do, right? It's we totally true. We well, Chef, thanks again for joining us today on the Falcon Fast Lane, and uh, we look forward to more uh, uh, dishes along the way. Yeah. I still have yet to enjoy the mac and cheese here for lunch. What day is mac and cheese? I'll just make it for you. <laughs> Man, that's easy. That's an easy one? Yeah. All right. We'll end on mac and cheese then. 